Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. The Gospel of John, chapter 11. Verse 34, when Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled, and he said, Where have you laid him? And they told him, Lord, come and see. Verse 35, Jesus wept. When Jesus saw the pain that Mary and Martha was enduring, he too felt a groan. He too experienced a troubled soul. Again, we rarely think of such when it comes to our Lord. I mean, when we go through pain, we need to know that he goes through pain too. When we weep, he weeps. It's hard to imagine so often Jesus being so intimately, so intrinsically involved in our normal day-to-day lives. Can you imagine this? Jesus weeping because of something going on in our lives? Fact is, for so many of us, our faith is one in which we believe that our Savior is quite far away and removed from all but, you know, the big stuff. Again, he sees everything. He knows all. He's quite willing to both laugh with us and cry with us. He can and will express his Father's pride when we do right by him. And let's face it, he'll spank us when we've been bad. He is the consummate Father. So I wonder... What do you say about all of our actions towards one another over the past few weeks? Would he be pleased? Or would he too weep? This is one of the three times recorded in the New Testament where Jesus cried. He wept in sorrow over the city of Jerusalem and he also cried in the Garden of Gethsemane. You know, folks, we often will debate what it means to have a good personal relationship with Jesus, but I'm here to tell you that any real relationship you have with Christ is personal. There's no other relationship to have with Him, if you have indeed been born again. If you have a relationship with Christ, it's personal. It may be good or it may be bad, but for sure it's personal. So let me say something here. Truly, I mean no disrespect, but throughout Scripture we see how big our God is and we read how He made the heavens the size of His hand. But here in this passage, we see the other side. We, in fact, see just how small our God is. Small like us. Small enough to weep over our pain. Small enough to cry with us. Small enough to stand where we stand and cry for the state of man's fallen world. You are personal, but Jesus is all about personal. Verse 36 of chapter 11 of John says, For the Jews therefore said, See how much affection he had for him. Speaking of Lazarus. The Jews recognized that Jesus loved this man Lazarus. People who stand on the outside, they can see it. After all, there are those people who have a true need for salvation. (laughs) 
you know, people with messed up lives. Yeah, p- people like drug addicts and the and the drunks and those people over there in jail. But you know, us. Well, we want Jesus, but I mean, we're good people. We don't really need all that saving stuff. We're not drowning after all. We're not in trouble. So they didn't understand. Jesus wasn't just weeping for Lazarus. He was weeping for them. He was weeping for us. His death was coming for all of them, not just Lazarus. They all were lost. At least Lazarus, he knew it. Jesus loved Lazarus. But he loved the self-righteous Jews also. In those two words, Jesus wept. We see our giant God become very small, intimately, lovingly small. In two words, we are engulfed in the compassion of our Redeemer. Jesus wept. Jesus wept. The language here is very specific. I mean, this is not the weeping of a professional mourner. Well, that was something that went on commonly at that time, and they were certainly to be there at that funeral. They were at every funeral on that day. The original language is very clear that the weeping was a quiet flowing of tears, an outpouring of emotion, and it's all an incredible realization, really come to that clear picture of the passion Jesus has for us, a God who feels our pain. I mean, can we grasp that today? Verse 37 says, some of them said, couldn't this man who opened the eyes of him who was blind have also kept this man from dying? Verse 38, Jesus therefore also groaning in himself came to the tomb. Now it was a cave and a stone lay against it. Again, the question is made just as it has a million times since. Look, if this God of yours is so great and he's so strong and he's so powerful, if he can make the blind to see, then why would he have let this happen? Why would this God allow pain and these terrible things to happen? Why would he let Lazarus die? Why Why would he let all these natural disasters take lives today? And, Haiti and Uganda and earthquakes and tidal waves and and the abuse of women and children and starvation, abortion, war. He loves us so much. How could he let all this happen? Well, firstly, let's make sure we lay credit where credit is due today. He didn't do this. We did. You see, this is the result of sin. This world that we're living in today is a result of sin. This is not the world he made. This is the world we made. We wanted this. We wanted sin and all of the high, albeit temporary nature of it. This is about us, you see. That's what it really comes down to. What we want. The cost of our self-centered world has come at such a very steep cost. I mean, no one knows the truth of all of this more than Jesus does. Now, overcome by it all in his humanity, in his love for all of us, he wept. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. To learn more about Tim Dodson or Believer's Church, visit jfbelievers.com.